Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 235 and session number 70 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. You submit them via voicemail, and I do my best to give you my opinion or my advice and just try to help you along here. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, but I love doing these. I mean, I'm able to connect with you, which is really, really awesome. And since starting this, I mean, this is episode, well, 235, but session 70. So I've I've literally did 70 of these so far, including today. And I just, I keep enjoying them. They're just awesome because you guys are being able to submit these and then I'm able to listen and then answer and connect with you as as if we're having that cup of coffee that I always talk about. So I really, really enjoy doing them, and I want to encourage you to submit your question if you haven't done so already. So to do that, all you would need to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do that. The only thing I want you to do, though, is include your first name and your question, obviously, but some people are submitting questions, which is fine, and um, they're forgetting to leave their name, so I want to hear who I'm talking to so I can call you out and and say, hey, you know, thanks for the question. Uh, That's what I want to do, so uh, that's that, okay? Now, let's move on. Uh, The other thing I wanted to do is remind anyone that is brand new or maybe just tuning in, I have a resource for you that if you want to get caught up to speed really quickly as far as like selling your physical products online or maybe just getting started in Amazon FBA, I do a live workshop every week, most every week, and uh, you can register for an upcoming one by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Once again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. The other free resource I have for you that if you couldn't attend one of those and maybe you just wanted to go through it at your own pace, you can head over to freeprivatelabelcourse.com. Again, that's freeprivatelabelcourse.com and everything is laid out there for you in a little 10-day video course, all right? Now, last thing before we jump into today's questions is I wanted to remind all of you that we have the show notes and the transcripts over at theamazingseller.com forward slash 235. So everything will be there for you from this episode. All right. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I got for the intro here. I'm real excited to jump into today's questions. So uh, what do you say? Let's uh, let's let's dive in here. Let's do this. All right. So here is today's first question. Let's go ahead and listen, and I'll give you my answer. Scott Michael Wolves here. Love the podcast, and you really seem to embody the. Uh the adage that whatever you do, you do it with all your might. And uh, so good on you, brother. Uh, my question is, uh, could you spend a little time unpacking the bailout scenario where you have a product that you need to get rid of? Um, coming up with a couple grand, 2,500, whatever it is to, to make that first buy, you know, for some people that's just going to be uh, gut-wrenching to plunk down that money uh, you know, almost a roll of the dice if they're not sure. And uh, I think we need to offer some people assurance that there's multiple ways to get that money back, right? Get your stake back so you can move forward. So love to hear you talk about your options, um, what you've seen, heard on the liquidation side, uh, places to go, people to contact, whether it's eBay or whatever. Um, appreciate your generosity and uh, look forward to more. 
Hey, Michael, thank you so much for the question, and it's a great question. Now, there's a couple things that hit me right away when uh, when you presented that question. All right, number one, the first thing that kind of called out to me was where you said, you know, if someone, you know, plops down $2,000 and it would be devastating if they lost that $2,000, that's where I'm going to call the time out. I'm going to be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute here, because we don't want to invest our last like $2,000 into anything. And I know some people might want to gamble that, but you know, if, if it's a matter of me paying my rent or, or $2,000 over here, uh, into a product, um, I'm probably not going to do that. I'm going to go and probably find a part-time job or something that I can come up with that two grand. And if I lost it, I lost it. It would not take away from, uh, my, my lifestyle as far as like my living or my family, depending on, you know, if you're single, married, if you have kids, whatever, you know, so that's the very first thing. I mean, if we were having this conversation, I'm not you, you know, personally, but anyone else that's listening, if you're at that stage in the beginning and you're, you're talking about taking your rent money or your mortgage money and paying uh, for product, don't do that. Like, do not do that. I just did an episode with Dom Sugar all about like how to take, you know, uh, you know, product in your house that you already currently have and make money using that model first. Um, so I just wanted to kind of clear the air there on that. I, I don't believe anyone should take, um, you know, money that they are paying their everyday bills with to invest in this business, make some money, uh, you know, somewhere else, whether that's working a part-time job or, Hey, maybe that's someone that says, Hey, I need a hand on the weekend. I would pay you 500 bucks to help me move, right? Help you, or, you know, you can, you know, whatever you can find a way, uh, to, to make some extra money. And that's what I would do. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, but let's say that that's not the case. And let's just say that you, you, uh, went and you invested in a product and you're seeing that you're, you're just not getting the sales, right? You're like, you know, this is, this product's turning into a little bit of a dud or maybe the market turned. And, and now on, uh, on Amazon, there's other sellers that have come in and, uh, I mean that, that, that can happen, right? I mean, the market in certain, in certain markets in certain categories, it's getting very, very competitive. I go back to what we had talked about in a few episodes back where talking about if all we're doing is banking on Amazon, we're going at this the wrong way. All right. We want to be able to know that we can take our products and let's just take Amazon out of the equation. How else could we sell that product? Could we sell it to our own customer base if we were to build our own, you know, market, right? Or our, we could create our own community in that market or our, our own channel, right? Uh, or can we sell that product on, on eBay or could we sell that on Jet? Uh, com. Could we sell that on walmart.com? Could we sell it on these other external channels? Maybe you have a product that could be sold on Etsy, right? So there's all of these other places that you should be also thinking to yourself, can I sell this thing outside of Amazon? Because if all we're doing is banking on Amazon, that is very risky. Um, now there's some people that are crushing it on Amazon right now, and they're not taking the, you know, the necessary, uh, actions to go out there and make sure that they secure, you know, their future. So, you know, as far as like for their product and their brand, they're just, you know, someone had, uh, that I was talking to had said, you know, it's kind of hard to get off the Amazon crack. You know, it's kind of like a drug in a sense, because it can be so easy. And I say that, you know, <laughs> I say that, uh, you know, kind of lightly, I don't want to say it lightly because, 
you know, I don't want anyone to think that it is easy, um, but there are some, in some cases that you can kind of, you know, start selling a product and it can take right off. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is cool. And then it's like smooth sailing, right? But then all of a sudden you have something happen to your account, you get suppressed, you get Amazon that says we're going to review your account, we're not going to no longer allow you to sell that. Now what do you do? You have 1,000 units or 2,000 units in, in inventory, now what do you do? Well, if you have your own channel, we can then sell those, even if Amazon has them, we can still have them uh, sent to our customers that that's not being sold through Amazon. That can happen. Um, so... I would say if you're at that point, my first step would be I would look at eBay and see if I can liquidate them over there. Because let's say that you bought the product for $5 and you're trying to sell it for $20, there's a pretty good chance you can probably liquidate them on eBay uh, by selling them at cost, right? You probably can do that, right? You might even get someone there that might want to buy them, uh, you know, buy out your whole lot, you know, because maybe they're going to then flip them and then sell them on eBay or maybe sell them on another channel. Uh, that's another way to offload them if you want to get totally out of that space. I mean, the other thing you can do is if you had another product that you could kind of sister this thing up with, then you can kind of merge those two. But I would say if you're just looking to liquidate them, just looking to get rid of them, I would start looking at those other channels. Um, I mean, heck, you can even put something on Craigslist and say, hey, I've got, you know, 500 of these units. I'm looking to liquidate them. I want to get this. And then you can put your, your, break-even price and then try to sell them out. Um, There's local stores that might want to buy them and then they can put them in there. Um, So that's what I would do right off the the top if we were having this conversation over this cup of coffee, which I do have a cup of coffee here today. So uh, we are having coffee together today. Uh, So, and I normally don't drink coffee during a podcast, but this is a little bit different today. I just uh, trying to get some work done. um, And then it just hit me that I probably should do a couple of podcasts because I was falling a little bit behind. So I said, you know what, I'm going to have some coffee. Let's go ahead and do this and uh, and actually have coffee with all of you. So that's what we're doing. Um, all right, so hopefully that's answered your question. And anyone else out there listening, and I know you kind of wanted to address this for everyone else, and I, I appreciate that because I do think it's really, really important. And uh, I will probably do uh, maybe even a whole episode on this, and maybe I'll even invite on a couple of uh, guests that I think that would be really good at this uh, because I have a few people in mind that could probably help even shed a little bit more light on, on how you could liquidate it pretty quickly. So maybe we'll do that in the future as well. All right, guys, let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. My name is Ozzy. Um, Thank you so much for doing all this. I love listening to your podcasts. So I'm a professional seller on Amazon, not FBA, and I've listed a bunch of products before I discovered your podcasts. Uh, So I'm only recently starting to learn how to advertise and increase sales. I know you talk about how to go from the first product, get 20 sales, then list another product and do an Amazon pay-per-click campaign for each. But how do you go about um, making a campaign when you already have listed 100 to 300 products on Amazon? Uh, Would you advise to make separate campaigns for best sellers only or group products that have similar features together and make a separate campaign for those? Uh, yeah, would love to hear your response. Thanks so much. Hey, Ozzy, thank you so much for the question. Uh, this is a question that I have gotten before, and, and I definitely want to address this. Number one, if you have, I, I get a lot of people that will say, Scott, I've been selling wholesale for a long time, and I have thousands of SKUs. Like, how do I, you know, how do I manage pay-per-click on that? And that's going to be a challenge. That's going to be a challenge. 
my first advice that I that I ever give in this in this situation is find those top five or ten products that are selling decently, and then if you want to ramp up those, that's where I would start. Um, now, you may have a product that you think would do well if it could just get seen more. That might be another product to sell. But you do want to break these down, and it's going to be a little bit of a pain for you because, or anyone else that has a lot of products because there's really no easy way to manage all of these different campaigns that you have. A good buddy of mine, Dom Sugar, would uh, would let you know that this can be very, very time-consuming. Uh, and I know Dom listens to the show, so Dom is shaking his head right now because uh, you can you can spend hours monitoring all of that stuff because you know if you have that many SKUs, you have to keep an eye on those things because if you don't set strict budgets and you don't have an idea of what's happening on a daily basis, you can lose a lot of money very, very quickly, and you don't want to just throw money at different listings and hope that it works. You want to be able to focus on looking at the data over time. So I would say you want to pick a handful, uh, and then from there, start drilling down into those, uh, because it's not going to be as easy as just saying, like, I'm just going to throw a bunch of, you know, keywords at this listing, and then it's just going to work. You have to kind of look at the numbers after a week, after two weeks, after a month, and then you have to, you have to keep refining that stuff. So I would say, again, to repeat myself here, just so it's clear, I would pick those, you know, those handful of products that you can focus on and break them up into separate campaigns. So this way here, uh, you're able to really dissect that. You know, you're not going to be able to throw, uh, you know, the same keywords in one campaign at four products anyway. So you're going to have to break them down. So I would say to break them down you know, in small groups, so this way here you can manage those groups, uh, and you're not like, uh, you know, trying to just have this one campaign or two campaigns that might be targeting one or two products, you know, inside of each campaign, uh, again, you can't target like two different SKUs in that one campaign, at least that I'm aware of, uh, so you will have to set up separate campaigns anyway, so if you have five products that you want to target, you're going to have, at the minimum, you're going to have five campaigns, each one of those targeting keywords, um, but you want to take it further than that. We talk about this on, uh, or we talked about it on episode 119. Um, I did that with Chris Schaefer. We'll link that up in the show notes today too, but you can always head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 119, and uh, we talk about how to really set up those first initial campaigns for one SKU, and you're going to have to multiply this by how many SKUs you want to do this for, and you can see how time-consuming that can be. So if you have, let's just say, five SKUs that you want to, that you want to, uh, you know, use uh, pay-per-click on, you are going to have to set up then two or three campaigns per SKU. So now we're talking, you know, if you have three campaigns, that's, if my math is right, 15, uh, you know, 15 different campaigns that you have to keep an eye on, and uh, and it's it's a process. Uh, so that's what I would say to do. Slowly, you know, you're going to start to, you know, refine these, and then over time, you can start to trim back and then cut out the keywords that aren't performing and focus on the ones that are. Um, so that would be my advice to you or anyone else out there that has, you know, hundreds or thousands of SKUs, uh, because you definitely want to make sure that, uh, you can keep an eye on the metrics. I mean, the other thing is too, is if you have that many SKUs, 
uh, you know, your profit margin on each SKU might be small. So if that's the case, you know, pay-per-click might not be something that you want to really uh, do, uh, you know, a lot of on those products. I mean, you need that in your budget in order to be able to, uh, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, get your money back on those. Now, if you're thinking to yourself that you want to rank these products and if you can rank them organically to get on page one and then you're going to, you know, double or triple your sales, well, then, yeah, it's worth it even on a, a less expensive product that only yields, you know, you know, a smaller profit margin, but you have to know those numbers in order for that to make sense. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. It's Kay. I'm from the UK visiting Canada and I met somebody who's been on your, um, I think your podcasts and he speaks of you very highly. His uh, name is Nick. I'm a new seller and I've created a label brand namely Vitamin D. I've started sponsored ads and I'm not noticing any um, sales. I've had um, some in the past, about 50, 60, but um, I've only got three reviews. Amazon say they don't penalize. I'm kind of stuck. I don't know what to do. Some people recommend inserts. Um, and I, I understood that Amazon doesn't let you deflect their traffic. So um, I'm not really sure what I should do. Um, I haven't really got a high budget, maybe three, four hundred pounds per month, no more than that. So I really don't know because I need to start making an income from this and I'm getting a little bit um, concerned and I've just come across a bit of a challenge and I'm hoping that you can um, please shed light as to what's going to be the best option, whether I need to find somebody to do Google ads I have a social media expert who's uh, working on um, building like a presence on Facebook, which is working well. But again, everything is discounted and I'm really not getting much sales. So any advice would really be helpful. Thank you very much. Hey, Kay, thank you so much for the question. And Nick, I want to thank you for uh, for sharing the podcast with K. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, let me, uh, let me kind of dive in here. Okay. One thing that hit me right away is that you were, well, a couple things that I want to address here. Again, if we're having this, this meeting together, right. And we're having a cup of coffee, this is exactly the advice I'm going to give to you. It's just everyone listening is going to get that same advice. All right. So it, it really hit me that you said two things. Number one, you said that you have to get this thing going because you want to be able to replace your income. That's going to be a really, really hard thing to do in a short period of time. And it's kind of risky if we're talking about replacing our income from one product selling on Amazon. So it kind of goes back to the first question that I was talking about uh, and, and sharing my, my opinion and thoughts on that. It, it kind of goes hand in hand with this same question, um, although yours is about how to get more sales because your pay-per-click doesn't seem to be running, uh, but I would just, again, want to make sure that anyone else listening, including yourself, Kay, is that, you know, at this point, you can't really be thinking about, like, that, you know, all of a sudden in 30 days, this is just going to take off and it's going to replace your income. I don't think that's a smart move. It is going to take work. Now, you did mention that you have someone that you know that can build out a social presence. They can maybe build an external, kind of like a following or a list 
of people that are interested in your product, that is the long term. That there can be beneficial for you. So if you have someone that you know that can help you with that, I would definitely take them up on that offer. That doesn't mean that that's going to help you replace your income in a month. It means that over the long term, I'm talking, you know, 6, 12 months, you can have a pretty good following. So this way here, you can start taking that traffic and then building out your external channel so you can start getting your own sales, not relying on Amazon. Now, let's go back to Amazon because that's where we are and that's where you want to sell and I think that you can sell. One thing that, uh, and maybe some people listening to this also caught this, is that you were saying that you ran pay-per-click and your results weren't that great. Uh, maybe not even any sales, but you made 40 or 50 sales organically, which I would need to know a little bit more as to why that would have happened. Uh, you know, if it's because of a promotion that I really wouldn't even count those. But going back to pay-per-click, you said something that immediately called out to me is that you had three reviews, right? So if you're running pay-per-click and you have three reviews, your conversions are probably going to be low, Okay, and anyone listening is asking, you know, asking themselves like, what is a conversion? It's basically a sale. Everything that Amazon, uh, you know, kind of uses as their gauge as far as like how they want to rank you and how they want to promote you is all done by sales, right? So we want to get more sales. Well, if you have only three reviews, but your competition has 50 reviews or 100 reviews or 300 or 3,000 reviews, it's going to be hard to compete with that. So even though you're getting eyeballs with the pay-per-click, you are not getting uh, the conversions because people aren't trusting the listing. And that takes time. So you either have to be willing to give away product at a discount or for free in order to start getting a base of reviews. Now, I don't mean give, it, give away, I, I always have to clarify this because I'm not ever saying that you should give away your product and basically say you have to give me a review uh, and it has to be a five star and all that stuff. That's not what I'm saying because that that to me is unethical. What, what I'm saying is you have to, you don't have to, but you you could give away or at a discount or free uh, in exchange for your honest review and have that as a disclaimer and all that stuff. That's all that we're saying here because that will then start to get you conversions organically and naturally, even through pay-per-click, that then can turn into those reviews that were given by you know people that had purchased at full price, all right? And then that will kind of build upon itself by you using a follow-up sequence, uh, you know, letting people know that uh, you're there for them and that you you know, you want to make sure that they received everything, maybe even give them a, a PDF, uh, you know, a guide to help them through that process. Now, you also mentioned that Amazon doesn't want us to divert the traffic to our own website, and that's kind of true, but it's also, uh, you know, it's a lot of people get hung up on that, and then they don't think that they can give external help. Um, I don't believe that that's true. Again, this is my opinion, so do what you feel is right, but I mean, I just received a package for, uh, you know, an accessory that I bought for my iPhone and, you know, it's a pretty big company and they have all kinds of calls to action in there to bring me over to their website. They even have it to bring me over to their website to see their other products, which I think that's a little bit riding the line. They do have some 
you know, some really clever ideas on how to get people to use their, uh, you know, their product. And then from there, show it on their website. And then for you to be able to be part of their VIP, also to warranty your product. So it's a way for them to get us over to their website. And I think that's totally fine. Um, I don't know why Amazon would ever have a problem with that. But again, you have to use your own judgment on that. Um, but, you know, I think, you going forward and saying that you can build out an external, you know, presence, you know, like socially or even on building your own email list, which I think everyone should be doing, um, then that that right there is the long term because then you can help people through the process as far as like how to pick a product like yours or maybe information that surrounds that product. That's the long term play. And you guys have been hearing me talk more and more about that because I've been doing that before I ever started selling on Amazon. So I know the power in that. It's just Amazon to me is the channel to get started and to start getting some of that traffic. And then from there, you can start thinking about that external channel. All right, guys, you guys know I can talk about this stuff for days, but I want to just address this one part of the question, which I think is pretty critical. If you're running Amazon pay-per-click, and you only have three reviews, and you're not getting sales, that's probably the reason you're not getting many sales. It's not 100%, but it's a pretty, it's a pretty, uh, I, I would say a pretty sure thing in my book. Um, now, I have run products myself, and I've had uh, you know students of mine or people that just listen to the podcast tell me that they've started pay-per-click with zero reviews and started getting sales. That just means that you have a really, 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 really hot product that people don't even care about reviews. Um, and, and that's good. That's a good thing. But it doesn't mean that we're all going to be able to uh, to benefit or to be able to have that, uh, you know, that, that really, really awesome scenario. Uh, we, we just don't. You know, for the most part, people need to see reviews for social proof. All right. So, all right, guys, we've got time for one quick question. Let me go ahead and play that. We'll go ahead and answer it and we'll wrap this up and we can get on with our day. Hey, Scott, this is Josh from Boston. I hope you can answer one of my questions. Um, I've been selling a product on Amazon since the beginning of February. And just last week, Amazon notified me and said my listing was under review. They wanted me to provide all the invoices for my supplier within the last 180 days. And they also wanted their contact information. Um, they told me to provide this within seven days. And on the seventh day, I provided it. Um, <clears throat> just recently, they sent me an email saying, that my listing is now inactive, I can't sell this anymore, um, and to please refrain from relisting the products or they'll take my selling privileges away. Um, this is kind of strange because I have a very similar product that went through the same process, same supplier, and they allowed me to sell it after it went through review. Um, so I've been in contact with seller support. They told me to contact the Amazon performance team when I contact the Amazon performance team, they say they can't help me and to contact seller support. And it's very frustrating because they can't get an answer. Um, I really just want to know what I did wrong, um, how I can relist my product, um, if that's even possible, or how I can prevent this from happening in the future. Um, if you could help me out, that'd be greatly appreciated. And uh, go Red Sox. Hey, Josh, thank you so much for the question, and uh, I have to say, I have to say this, I, I almost didn't answer your question after I heard you say, go Red Sox, sorry, just, you know, it's the Yankee in me, <laughs> just kidding, uh, I'm not that, I'm not that, uh, that crazy uh, a fan. I mean, I'm a fan, but I'm not. I'm not like that. There are some people that would have said, you know what? No way. I'm not doing that. 
uh, but I didn't. But anyway, uh, Josh, yeah, I feel your pain, brother. I feel your pain. Uh, you know, there is, there's seems to be a theme going on here for this episode, and I didn't plan that. I just kind of pulled these questions. Um, you know, again, we are we are held hostage because Amazon is telling us yes or no, okay? And, you know, as much as I love Amazon and I love their platform and I love the traffic and I love the, the pay-per-click and I just love a lot of things about it, but when I hear things like this, it, it gets me it gets me upset because they you're right, they don't give you a clear answer on some things. I dealt with Facebook a while ago on one of my accounts and I was running ads with Facebook. This is in my photography space. I, I was running ads for probably a year and they were all the same ad. And then just one day, they they basically said, we're taking down your ad because you violated the terms of service. And that was it. And I'm like, okay. And then I tried to run it again and then they banned my account and they didn't tell me why. Like the problem I have with Amazon or Facebook or Google or anyone, just Tell us what we did wrong so we can make sure that we don't do it again. Like, please, you know? Um, So in this case, what's even more frustrating for you, Josh, is that you had this problem before and you fixed the problem and then they brought your listing back, you know? So, okay, cool. You're like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the same exact thing. I'm assuming you did the exact same thing that you did before and um, and it didn't work. The only thing I could say that that when you were telling that story is that you said you waited till the seventh day. I would have tried to get that fired off on day one or day two. Like immediately, I would have tried tried to get that thing fixed um, because I wouldn't want to wait to my deadline. Um, maybe you did, and maybe you ran across some obstacles and some struggles of getting the invoices or whatever you needed to do. Um, but um, you know, my advice here, and I think anyone can give you, is to really. Just keep squeaking the wheel. You gotta keep contacting them. I mean, every single day you're gonna you're gonna have to try to, and hopefully you're you're using the phone and you're trying to get someone on the phone that you can talk to. Um, and if they tell you to go some other place, you know, to another department, you know, try to try to really tell them on that one. I don't want to get transferred. I already I've already been transferred. I need this fixed. Like, you know, I need it fixed now. And, um, you know, you definitely want to make sure you're also talking to the catalog team. So that might be something else. If you're not, if you're not asking for someone on the catalog team, that might be one tip to, to do, um, because then you'll get someone, you know, in the catalog team, not just in seller's performance or, you know, any of that stuff. So maybe go after that. That could be one thing you should try. Um, again, I mean, that's what I would do. Um, reach out to the TAS Facebook group. I mean, there's over 30,000 people in there right now. This has probably happened to someone in that group, and you can probably reach out and get that, um, you know, get that help from someone else's experience. But what, I, from what I've gathered, is there's not one situation that's happened the same for everyone. Um, and again, it's frustrating, and it's again another reason why, you know, even myself, um, I'm not going to be focusing all of my 
attention and energy on just Amazon. I'm now kind of splitting that off. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm focusing quite a bit, but I'm, I'm really now focusing also on trying to get that external sales channel set up where I can control the traffic, where I can take Facebook ads, drive them to my own website, and turn that, that customer, that, that uh, visitor into a buyer, and then from there, follow up with them through content and education and, and getting them to, uh, you know, really trust and enjoy the brand. That's really, to me, long-term play stuff, but not ignoring that Amazon is a, a wonderful channel that we all should be uh, tapping into, and at least we should be starting there uh, for beginners, especially because it's, it's like we all know, it's, it's a platform with buyers, like right there. Um, so, uh, just to kind of, I guess, end this session here, um, kind of with that theme in mind is that realize that Amazon is awesome, but it also is their rules that we're playing by. And you need to understand that. And, you know, for anyone out there that's thinking to themselves, they're just going to go ahead and throw up a product and, and make money and leave their job. That's not the right mindset. And, and I, if I can just, if I could just help someone that's going down that path right now, that would be that would be a great reward for me because um, I know some people out there are listening to other people and they're saying you can just build your whole business on this platform. Um, I don't agree with that. I, I just don't uh, because there, there's so much more you can do outside of that and it's going to help protect you and your brand um, over the course of time. Um, so. Hopefully that's helped you, Josh. I know it hasn't helped you directly, maybe as far as like one thing you can do other than maybe contact the catalog team if you haven't done so already. Make sure that you ask for someone there. Um, and then again, just be in that squeaky wheel. Um, the other thing, I mean, I can throw that out there too, is like the other thing I'd be thinking of is you may need to pull that inventory, right? And you may need to do some type of change. Um, maybe it's adding it to a bundle or you know, whatever to make that product different and then resubmitting the product back into Amazon. But again, without knowing what, you know, what the problem was, you know, you, you really are kind of held, uh, you know, with your hands cuffed because you, you, you can't, uh, you know, you, you can't really move forward. If you did send any inventory back in on a different listing, maybe you set a new listing up and you tried it again, I wouldn't go and send in 500 units. I would maybe start with 100 um, and then see what happens, you know, through that process. But again, it's a little frustrating because, you know, we're trying to tiptoe uh, around and, 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 you know, hopefully not get uh, shut down again. Um, so I feel your pain and uh, I definitely want an update on this. And I know this, this question was probably submitted, um, you know, a while since I've posted this and that's just kind of how it's been working. I've been getting a lot of question, questions, which is amazing by you guys. You just guys got to hang tight a little bit because, uh, you know, I am getting a ton and I want to be able to make sure that I can cover as many as I can. Um, so uh, just hang tight. So if you do want to submit a question, anyone that's listening uh, right now, just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. Um, I did want to remind everyone Again, that's brand new maybe, that is looking to just get started, get their feet wet, learning this Amazon platform to get started, and I highlight that. 
um, then head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. I do a live workshop which will walk you through the five phases for getting started and getting your first product launched. And then uh, from there, we do live Q&A and stuff like that as well. All right, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap up this episode. I want to remind you guys, though, one last time that there are show notes as well to this episode as all the episodes. This one here can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 235. And uh, yeah, definitely go check out those show notes. And uh, you can guys can always follow me on Periscope at Scott Volker or Snapchat at Scott Volker one would love to hang out with you guys there. We have a lot of fun on those two, uh, those two channels as well. All right, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.